Hi, it's Reed from The Morning Show coming at you from home. I am waiting out my 10-day isolation period after catching COVID and I'm feeling all right. I did have time to check in with Margot Ashmore of the Northeastern newspaper for your neighborhood news. New issue will be out on Wednesday. Here's what Margot said we're looking forward to this week. Good morning, Margot. Good morning, Reed. So we touched on this a little bit last week, but a couple of schools with MPS have changed their names and one of them's in Northeast. Tell us a little bit more about the process of Sheridan changing to Las Estrellas. Yeah, so the Sheridan staff and parents and folks from the surrounding neighborhood began working on a name change way back in 2020. And at about that same time, the MPS, Minneapolis Public Schools Facility Names Advisory Committee, was appointed by the school board to look at buildings that might need a name change. And so Sheridan and Jefferson and Uptown were Uh on the list. There became more of an urgency following the death of George Floyd when everyone was very sensitive to the idea that a lot of old slave owning and so on, you know, constructs um, were were not something that we'd want to honor anymore. And mm-hmm. in this case, General Philip Sheridan was um, controversial in terms of his actions to indigenous people during the American Indian War. And of course, as history tends to get rewritten, it wasn't necessarily unanimous that he was a bad fellow, but Thinking toward the positive, the Sheridan students and faculty had been referring to themselves as the stars. And in fact, in 2007, a youth community photography activity that was based at the school was called the Sheridan Shooting Stars. And I think that that was more of a pun on photography. Sure. But, you know, I think that that was kind of fortuitous that became, you know, what they are known as today. Yeah, it's such a cool way for them to transition. And I love the amount of student and community involvement that went into picking out this name. Right. Even the Sheridan Neighborhood Organization was considering changing their name. They have not done that yet. And I don't know if it's going anywhere, but they did congratulate the school on making the successful bid to change their name. Well, that's so cool. Uh, and then uh, coming up in a couple of weeks, we got the uh, the Minneapolis-St. Paul home tour going on. Housing is such a hot topic right now. It's so hard to get into a new house. So I know a lot of people are taking a second look at doing new stuff to their old house. And the Minneapolis-St. Paul home tour, full disclosure, I coordinate the event. This year, it has been transferred to the National Association of Remodeling Industry of Minnesota, and I've been working on their behalf to put things together. Remodeling is the primary focus of the tour. Ironically, in Northeast Minneapolis, where we have two households that are on the tour, both of them are new builds, energy efficient. And okay. you know, we do try to tell the range of stories and lifestyles and trends. And so it was uh, fitting that that be the case. And then the other new trend that we've been trying to answer for years is people are looking for one level living and they want to know what to do with these uh, 1960s suburban ramblers. And so actually the tour has expanded and includes one in St. Anthony okay. uh, on Croft Drive. As they described it, the old pass through where the cook would peek out and say dinner's ready. So just not us. <laughs> you know, sure. They wanted to go for a more open plan. What are some of the coolest things you think we'll see on the tour? Well, of course, the energy efficiency thing. There's also a really cool architecturally um, three season porch. Um, okay. you know, the screens roll up or, you know, 
pushed down. Um, and uh, that is in southeastern Minneapolis. And it is at the back of a 1912 home, but it kind of looks like an airplane taking off. It's architecturally very interesting, made of core 10 steel and uh, integrates with the backyard. I like to say that some of these projects were done in response to COVID, but they truly were in the works beforehand, but maybe accelerated and are even more appreciated now that COVID became a factor. You know, they're all set up for entertaining or for, you know, preserving the, the family, um, the family vibe. <laughs> sure, sure. Absolutely. When exactly is the home tour taking place? It is April 30th, that's Saturday, and May 1st, that's a Sunday. Homes are open from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. both days. That is a change from recent past. The tour is free and self-guided, and people can pick up copies of the guide at local libraries or see the flipbook and the individual listings on msphometour.com. Awesome. Anything else that we should be looking forward to in the Northeastern newspaper coming out this week? Kind of back to the home tour, home improvement trends. Um, okay. Using some of the home tour homes as examples, but also interviewing a local expert on the commodities and supply chain issues. Always a hot topic. Margo Ashmore from the Northeastern newspaper. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. Take care.